Welcome to episode number 71 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we're going to talk about the two things that uh, new nurse CEOs, or actually nurse CEOs in general, probably need more of. And I want you to listen up because if you are in a private practice and you are thinking about all the ways in which you can grow it, this will be somewhat familiar to you, but I want to present it in a way that I think will make you think differently about it. So bear with me. All right. So here's what's so interesting. I was on Facebook and as many of you know, I have a Facebook group that's called Side Hustles for Advanced Practice Nurses. And on the Side Hustles group, we've got 9,000 members in that group, which is phenomenal. I get to go in there and do videos and share tips and tricks and answer questions and show up and help our community to go out there and start a side hustle, which can help turn into a private practice or another revenue stream or more flexibility and freedom in the lives of advanced practice nurses all over the country, which to me is amazing, Okay. So, um, so, but I did get one question recently and I wanted to just talk through it so that you have a sense of what to consider when you're going, um, and starting a private practice and you're getting it going. So I get a lot of questions and many of this we're covering a lot of this content we're covering right now in nurses living the good life. So if this, if we're just going to scratch the surface today during this conversation, if you want more information and you want to do a deep dive, you want to get some, you know, business coaching and support on this one-to-one, then you should probably be in nurses living the good life for sure. And if the doors aren't open right now, you should probably just go and join the wait list while we're just mentioning it. Go to www.nurseslivingthegoodlife.com and get on the wait list so that you know next time it opens. Um, But I want to talk about two things that are really important for the new nurse CEO. So very often when we get started in in private practice or in business or consulting or a coaching practice, any of it, there are two things that we, um, we, there's one thing that we have and one thing that we really want. Let's put it that way. (laughs) What we usually think that we want when we get started in business is money. And we usually think that getting into private practice, we're like, well, if I just had $3,000 or $5,000, I would just go out and do that website or I would hire somebody to come over and do it and take care of it for me and build the SEO and, you know, and the patients would just magically flood in, right? Or some people will say, well, you know what? No, I, I had, you know, it cost me for my initial startup anywhere from, you know, five grand or six grand. And I got that up, you know, I had enough money and I, I paid for that. And, um, but what I really need is is, you know, an extra $1,000 to do some Google ads or some Facebook ads. And, um, or the other one that I hear all the time is, well, what I really need is a, you know, somebody to come in and do lead generation for me or to go out and find me my clients. And I think what's interesting is that at the base of this is that many new nurse CEOs have this sense that money will fix problems. And if you've been a nurse CEO, and you know what I'm going to say if you're in my program, but you, if you have been a nurse CEO, you know that money doesn't do shit in the beginning. Let me, I mean, let's be honest here. Like, let's really be honest about what it takes to start a business. Because all of us who are advanced practice nurses, we all have a skill set and a service-based business that we could provide outside of our traditional healthcare models. And I know some of you will say, but I have a non-compete. And some of you will say, but I need a collaborating doc. I know I get it. Okay. But I'm saying you have a service that you could turn over, you can repackage it and repurpose it and go out there and create exactly what you want to do. That's what I'm doing with my private practice right now. It's uh, wildly different from my coaching practice. It's a different business, different tax entity, um, different structure. And that's okay. Um, but 
it's interesting that we are, you know, for the new nurse CEO, sometimes the thought process is, well, I just need, if I just had more money, if I just had an extra 10 grand, I could make it happen. But it's actually really, again, not true. Why? Well, let's just talk about why that's not true. Well, in general, if you are in a place where you have a collaborative agreement, you can strike a collaborative agreement with someone for oh, about you know a thousand dollars a year, two thousand dollars a year. I'm currently in one that's two thousand dollars a year, and 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 some of you are probably going to balk at that and say, wait a minute, how and how did you get a collaborative agreement for two grand a year? Well, number one, I negotiated it. Number two, I was really smart about how I went about doing it, and I share that in private practice in thirty days. I share all the details of how I went through it, um, and exactly how I got to that place. But you don't need to pay a thousand dollars a month. I mean, it's actually not that expensive, right? And then, plus, if you're in a two thousand dollar a year payment plan, essentially for you know having a collaborative doc, you could create the terms so that you're not paying all that money up front, right? So that you initially don't need two thousand dollars in your pocket to be able to give to somebody. Right, in order to secure a contract for a um, uh, collaborative physician or collaborative doc, right? Yeah, there's ways around this. You got to get creative. And if you're not doing that, you're wasting money. And I would highly recommend that you either reach out to me or you get in the program so that you can figure out you know, ways to uh, be able to save money <laughs> so that you're not paying through the nose for a collab. Um, or furthermore, losing money because you paid out the nose initially, right? You're paying upfront and then you're not getting the benefit of, you know, working with somebody in a, uh, where the terms are such that neither one of you is going to be left with their pants down, right? Like we, you, we don't want to be exposed to them. Like, I don't want to pay somebody two grand off the bat and all of a sudden they never show up for the calls. Cause you know, that happens. No, we've set up a system. So that's not going to happen. And, and that's the contract that I've created with this collaborating doc. It's been great. So so, but many, many of us will start to think, well, wait a minute, but okay, so I have a, you know, um, if I have the collaborative doc and that's all figured out and, you know, um, and maybe in my state we have independent practice or, you know, but like a lot of my nurse CEOs will still come to me and say, if I only had, you know, an extra 5,000, you know, and I could just get some ads going. And what I want to tell you is actually, you don't need that money in the beginning. You don't. And what's so fascinating is that if you built a business, and you'll know what I'm exactly what I'm talking about, but if you built a business, you'll understand this concept very much, which is that most nurses and CEOs in general think that they need a lot of money off the bat in order to start a business. Spoiler alert, you don't. Again, I just explained why. But the second piece of that is that there is something that you do need. And it's actually something that you usually have a decent amount of. And think to yourself, I want you to pause this podcast, this episode right now, and just think, what's she going to say? Like, what would, if I'm the new nurse CEO and I don't have access to a lot of capital or working capital or cash in my business because I've not yet generated any sales and, you know, off of packages or memberships or, you know, services that I provided, then what's the next best thing that I have? Pause this podcast right now. And I want you to just think. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Pause it. Hit it. Okay. Now you're back. Now, what did you come up with? I wonder if you came up with what I came up with, which is that a lot of new nurse CEOs don't have money at the beginning. They don't because they've not yet started the business and that's not a problem. But here's what you do have a lot of. If you are a new nurse CEO, you have a lot of time. 
And some of you will be like, but Anne, I don't want to spend a lot of time. And I'll, okay, just bear with me. You got to, you got to hear me out here. Okay. Don't give me objections. I'm giving you the objections that my brain presents to me when I'm the new, when I'm the nurse CEO and I'm sitting in the position of I'm CEO in my business and what I got to do. I am always giving, if you ever listen to this podcast, you will hear me say, but Anne, right. And, uh, you know, but Anne, I can't do it this way, right. I'm giving you every objection that my brain offers to me because I know if it's coming up for me, it's coming up for you too. I get it. I'm in your shoes. And, uh, and I, I, I totally understand this, but what's also important here is that I've honed a skill of how to outsmart my brain. I know when it provides me with some thoughts like this, which are total bullshit. Yeah? You with me? Okay. So what is the thing that we have the most of as new nurse CEOs? We have usually a good amount of time. And if some of you are like, but I'm still working full time, I don't actually have that much time. Really? I want you to just pull up on your screen time tracker on your phone, how many hours a day you spend on social media. I really, I mean, let's just be, let's put it all out. Let's get the objective data and let's just make an assessment here. Okay. Because if you say to me, and I'm so busy, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like there's just no hours in the day. I'm going to tell you, okay, look, if you're working three jobs around the clock and you are, you know, doing the whole single parent thing, if you probably don't have much time. Okay. And you might not be well-resourced. I get it. Uh, I get that that is completely true, but I'm going to tell you something that is probably not the majority of people. It's not the majority of us have some time. Maybe we are the people who are spending a little bit of time on our, uh, you know, phones. Maybe we are the people who are binging Yellowstone. Okay. We're going through this in my household. We are in, we are knee deep, so knee deep in Yellowstone. It's fascinating by the way, absolutely fascinating and just to watch it. And I don't normally like things that are violent. There's a good amount of killing that happens in the show. I don't like things that are violent, but I don't know why I'm so interested in this show, but it is fascinating. And if you've ever watched Succession and on HBO, Yellowstone reminds me of Succession in terms of the dynamics of the family. And I think that's what's so fascinating to me. Um, the content of it, so to speak, or the, you know, the kind of environment of it is not so as interesting as just the dynamics that are happening. Um, but, um, but maybe you're watching, you know, one episode of Yellowstone a night, right? Well, that's about 45 minutes right there. Do you know you could build a website in probably about, I don't know, two hours? Literally, you could take a course on SEO management, figure out your social media. You could, you really could. So don't, so if we're really going to have this conversation and we're going to be honest here, which I hope that we are, because I will do nothing but be honest with you as your coach. But if we're really going to be honest, let's fucking be honest here. Okay. You got time. Most of us have time. Okay. All right. We do. Or maybe that hour where you go and drop your kids off at soccer. And maybe usually you drive home because you're like, I don't want to stay here the whole time. But what if you just sat in the parking lot with your laptop and got to work? What if you just stopped fussing? Right. You have time. All right. And I, I'm going to just be honest with you. I have time. I think if I have time, you probably have some time that you could create out of what you're doing right now, where you could make some time. And remember, we just talked about this in um, Nurses Living the Good Life this morning about Parkinson's Law. And what's beautiful about Parkinson's Law is that if you're given two weeks to do, you know, write an exam paper, you'll take two weeks. If I give you two hours to write an exam paper, you'll take two hours. Right. So just in your brain, Tell yourself, hey, we've got two hours for this. We're just going to get down to business and uh, watch a couple of videos on SEO. And we're going to go fix our websites and make sure that they are optimized. 
Yeah. Or how about we're going to watch a video on a Facebook ad and uh, and then we're going to just go out and do it. We're just going to try, figure it out. Yeah, right? We're going to test it. I have a hath- we're going to take a hypothesis. I think Facebook ads will help me grow my business. I'm going to go and try one and it's going to suck and it's going to fail and it'll get rejected about 10 times. Yeah, welcome to Facebook ads. You're no special snowflake, okay? If you got a Facebook ad to work off of like number time number one, good for you. Okay, I am cheering you on and think you're fantastic. Okay, if you also got all of your ads rejected and you hate Facebook and want to never go on it again, good for you. You're totally in the right space too. Okay, right? Facebook, right? There is some there. There is a learning curve for most of us who go on. It's the same thing with Google Ads, right? But here is again, if you are willing to manage your time better, if you're willing to look at the times when you. I don't know, go out in the weekends, have a couple cocktails, and you're willing to say, you know what, I'm going to spend the three hours that I would tonight, uh, that I was going to spend on Sunday going to brunch with my besties. I'm just going to like, like pound out a website and like get it done. I'm going to go to work on that. Or I'm going to watch a, you know, 60 minute video on a Facebook ad, and I'm going to go and try and build one. You could so easily do that. And that is what most people, when they get into the weeds on running their businesses, what they don't have. It's so fascinating, right? So you had to understand that at the beginning of running a business, you are going to be low on cash or short on money, high on time. Your job is to take advantage of that because I will tell you something. Once your private practice gets off the ground, which it will, once it becomes profitable, which it will, once you have patients flowing through the door and the demand goes up and the supply in terms of your capacity goes down and you have more patients who desire services than the number of spots you have to accommodate them, what will happen is that you will be in the weeds on your business. And all of a sudden in your bank account, you will have some money and you will have a lack of time. And then you will need to get that much more disciplined and creative in terms of uh, changing your schedule So and using every available moment in order to not only work on the business, but work in the business. You see what I'm saying? These are two different things. So if you can, from the get-go, set yourself up for success by training your brain to understand, number one, money doesn't fix problems. It never does. It really never will. And look, some of you are probably like, Betty Ann, you know, I always come in. I mean, I hear it all on Face. I hear it all on Instant Messenger. I hear it from my clients, but Ann, but Ann, what? Give it to me all. I every Any objection you've got, I will take it and turn it around and I will tell you a reason why it's absolutely not true. But look, if you are someone who um, off the bat, you have a good amount of time and you're just like, boy, I wish I had a bunch of money and money would fix everything. Money doesn't fix everything. Money sometimes covers up other problems, right? The more money you have, probably the less creative you are in terms of getting crafty and scrappy and like trying to hustle to figure things out. I'll tell you the times when I, I, if I look back over the four years of building a business and think about how scrappy I was and how like ruthless I was just in terms of getting some revenue in the door, man, it was my first year of business because I had no idea what was, I had like so little idea of what I was doing. And in addition, I also knew that, um, you know, I, I was so, uh, 
completely enraptured with entrepreneurship at that point. And I was like, oh my God, you could get out there and you could build your own business and do your own thing. And this is amazing. And I was just like so high on entrepreneurship, right? So I was like out there, I was hustling. I was making you know services. I was, you know, changing things. I was making money, right? That's 55 grand right there, right? But here's what happens when you don't have the luxury of a bunch of cash sitting around to fix problems. You got to get real creative, don't you? It's the same thing with nursing, right? All of a sudden you're like, oh, we don't have EVS or you know environmental services or a housekeeper to come and clean tonight because somebody called off and blah, blah, blah. We're not doing... You get real creative on getting those rooms clean super quick, especially if you got a line out the door and triage, Right? Or you get on the phone to the nursing supervisor and you have a couple conversations and you reach out to all of your contacts to be like, hey, anybody got an extra environmental services worker you could float over here that we could use? You get real creative when you don't have the resources. So don't kid yourself. Money is not the solution. You becoming a creative CEO is the solution. And when you have time on your hands or when you have the opportunity to think through things, the sky is the limit. In terms of the hypotheses you can generate, the things that you can go out there and test, the things that you can go out there and learn and then go back and bring them back to your business and apply, it's amazing. So so look, so if you are that nurse CEO and you're like, boy, I kind of see this like in my own business, you know, if you know, you're like, I just wish I had more money. No, money's not going to fix the problems. It's probably not. If you are the person who is at capacity, you have demand and you cannot fulfill it because you want so many people want into your program, then we have a problem where actually money can support fixing it, right? Why? Because if I have so much demand for my service, but I don't have the capacity to fulfill it because I am booked, completely booked, right? And I have people waiting out the door. Then what happens is probably I have enough cash flow to be to go out and probably to hire somebody and bring somebody in. That's where money will help to support the growth of the business. It probably won't fix things because I'm going to tell you, if you hire somebody on and you don't have any SOPs in place and you have no onboarding structure and you have literally, you're like, okay, go ahead and figure it out. Just see how long that relationship lasts, right? Just see how long this employee or contractor, 1099, W2, whatever he, she, or they is, just see how long that lasts. I mean, I'm going to guarantee you it's, it's, uh, it, it could be short-lived. I don't know. I mean, think about how many places you've been where you're like, this is a shit show. You can sniff it from a mile away. And then you get in there and you're like, oh boy, I don't, I, they got nothing set up. And like, where do I even, how do I get into the EMR? And right, that's another problem, right? And you're like, but I have money to hire somebody. And then we come back to this premise of money doesn't fix things, (laughs) right? It doesn't. Now, some of you are going to be like, but money really is, you know, money really is important. Yeah, of course it is. This whole society runs on money. Um, Our society runs on money. So I'm I'm not kidding anybody and you're not kidding yourself and and I'm not kidding you and you're not kidding me about the fact that money is the currency of growth in our society. And it is at the base and the foundation of what is possible for so many of us. Right in terms of being resourced, having access to you know good childcare, having um, access to food and nutrition and a house and you know heat and AC and a roof over our heads and food in the fridge, yes, of course. But once we get beyond having those basic needs, 
covered, the next step, especially in business, once your expenses are paid, once you are, you know, um, you're <laughs> the assets have depreciated and, and we've got some money coming in, um, right. You've got to be the person who looks at, at that situation and says, oh, all right, money's going to help me probably, but it might not fix things completely. I still got to get it creative. So in your business, I'm going to challenge you to start thinking, where can I get more creative? Where do I have time that I can use to my advantage? Do I need to schedule myself better? Do I need to look at my week and start to actually do a time study, right? Do I need to use a system in order to improve the utilization rate for me as a resource in my business? This is one of the things that we talk about in Nurses Living the Good Life, being a resource in your business. And then planning out your week so that your week works for you, saving time, right? We have a system that we have called Monday Hour One. It's a fantastic system, uh, and it helps you to create more time in your week, right? Time is a finite resource in this existence. Well, I don't get me started on whether or not there's a time continuum, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like right now, right? There's only 24 hours in a day, 60 minutes in an hour, yeah, right? Seven days in a week. That's what I'm working with when I'm having this conversation. So let's put that time to work for us. Let's save some time. Let's get a system in place so that you all of a sudden are like, oh yeah, I have an extra four hours this week because I got my shit done. And it was amazing. And now those four hours I can actually use in order to go learn something about uh, where I need to grow my business and then come back and have time to apply it and test some things and try some things out. Amazing, right? Okay. So start thinking, is this a money problem? Probably not. Or is it a time problem? You got to start to have that conversation in your brain. And then I want you to really, you know, then be very honest with yourself and say, where do I, where, if I'm going to grow my practice, where do I need to focus? You know, is it a combination? Is it the two? Is it, you know, where do I, what do I really need to invest in in order to grow? Those are the two things I think that many of us who have gotten have gotten into this point of being established CEOs, you know, we're looking at the business and we're starting to take a 30,000 foot view over the business and see. And very often for those of you who are getting to that point in your CEO journey where you're starting to think about extricating yourself from the business, right? So that you are working smarter, not harder. You're not doing all the work. You're having people come in to do the work for you and you're still making money in your bank account. Fucking amazing by the way. Okay. Let's get everybody there. But I want you to start thinking about, you know, is this a time problem? Is this a money problem? Is it both? Where am I in my business journey? And am I kidding myself thinking I could just throw money at it uh, rather than actually look at my schedule, implement a system that helps me to save time and then free up some available time, not necessarily with hustling or, but you know, am I willing to push some hustle in there in order to create the system for success so that my uh, business works better, so that my bottom line grows, so that I can, again, take myself out of the equation and work smarter, not harder, right? Because that's what's available. But those are the two things that most of my nurse CEOs are really struggling with. So so I hope that was helpful for you. Time and money. You got to start to think as a CEO, right? There's a difference between being a clinician. Becoming a clinician, you've been there, done that. You've been through school. You've been through your clinicals. You're there. The next step for you in your evolution is becoming a CEO of your business. And that's a whole different ballgame, girl. A whole different ballgame. Okay? 
So if you're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. There's no, we're not shaming anybody here. Okay. But we are just pointing out, I am just pointing out like, this is where your evolution needs to be becoming that version of yourself, becoming the CEO version of yourself. Right. Uh, and if that's something where you need some help and you need to work on it, you should probably go over to nurseslivingthegoodlife.com and get on the wait list so that you can get into the business coaching program and start to see where you are holding yourself up, thinking that money's going to solve the problems, thinking that more time is going to solve the problems when it won't. No, we always know that what's really going to solve problems is having really good lens and being able to outsmart your brain super quick and making sure that you're making decisions from a place of intention, making sure you're conscious and present to what's going on in your schedule so that you know how much time you're spending. And all of that comes out of being a CEO who is nothing short of fierce, right? That's the one you got to become. That's what's available to you. Okay. Okay. All right. Get out there, make some money. If you're not making money, Let's go. I mean, what are you doing? Come on. Get on the wait list. Don't stop fussing. Let's go. Let's build the practice. Let's grow the practice. Let's get to a point where you could sell the practice. Come on. No more waiting around. No more fussing. Okay. All right, team. Take care. I will see you next time.